Coming to you from outside Nats Park, this is Resting Pitch Face. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And we've got a couple of friends with us here tonight, and they want to say hi. I don't care. Hi, I'm Grace. Hi, I'm Deborah. Hi, I'm Jen. The, our regular episode will resume in just a moment, but for the moment, right now, let's go Nats! There's nothing wrong with the AL, well except the DH. I really like Brett Laurie and I bet I could watch you strike out A-Rod all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will What you just heard was what we all got to do this past weekend. We finally, finally all got to hang out at Nats Park, got to hang out with some friends of the podcast. So shout out to all of you guys out there. But it's probably time to get back to our reg regularly scheduled content. Like what we got to do last weekend, which was we all got to go to the same game. We sadly were not sitting together, but we did hang out a lot. Um met a lot of cool people got to do a lot of fun things anybody want to uh we got yeah, to model I mean... our new shirts <laughs> our danny espinoza defense squad shirts my with... wonderful artistry that had i known anyone besides us would ever see i might have tried a little harder <laughs> you brought them to us at a game of course we were gonna put them on i i i honestly i didn't see that coming i don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I should have. So for those who didn't see them in person or on Twitter, Kay took the time to put tally marks for all of Danny's left-handed home runs on the left-hand sleeve of the shirts and all his right-handed home runs on the right-hand sleeve of the shirts, which I personally think was brilliant. And was almost immediately invalidated because in the final game of the season, Danny had his 25th home run. So I took a Sharpie <laughs> out of my purse in the stands and Grace very kindly updated my left sleeve for me. You did it in the game? Yeah. That's awesome. How else could you do it? it? I had Sharpies. Mine was at home. Well, you should have brought yours. Again, didn't anticipate the modeling of it. Well, for next so. time, let it all be noted. When we have matching things and we're all in one place, we should wear them. <laughs> it's cute. All right. Well, We'll we'll start brainstorming for next season's like matching resting pitch face shirt. Yes. And this time I will actually buy the puff paints that I said I was going to do and then never actually went to Michael's. I think we should just um, have resting pitch face t-shirts. If you would wear a resting pitch face t-shirt, listeners, let us know. And yeah. maybe we'll make it a thing. Maybe if, if enough people are actually interested, I could probably do like a bulk buy on that. I don't know. It'd be fun. Or we get us one of our slogans, if we could come up with a slogan that's not just like animal charts. And then I'll do Heart the RPF hustle. on the sleeve or something. Heart hustle, Heart hustle hit, by hit by pitch. By pitch. <laughs> Is that not a slogan? Because I'm definitely putting that on the back of my of my Danny. Oh yeah, Danny of course. Hurt. Of course. Uh, but heart hustle and hit by pitch. Brought to you by resting pitch face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, a lot of people who we hung out with at the game, a lot of them were listeners already, which was awesome. Thank you, Kay, for being a one person advertisement. Uh, no, 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 no. What we learned is that I'm actually a terrible one-person advertisement, and people were listening in spite of me. But if we did meet some new listeners, hi, I'm sorry, I'm so bad at this. Well, was sorry. it Deborah who knew the podcast but didn't realize you were on it? Like a while ago, not recently. No, she knew the podcast and she knew you and didn't know. Yeah, I guess that's actually kind of how that broke down, was so that she knew you and knew of the podcast and didn't realize I was a part of it. So anyway, we love the Red Porch. <laughs> And 
thank you for listening to us and y'all are awesome and it was super fun especially for me who didn't know any of you guys to meet everybody this weekend also um, shout out to the half street irregulars who we yeah met. who had an awesome event before the game and then um continued after the game with erica scherzer for the red sand project um which for those who are not familiar is an sort of an urban art project that uses red sand to fill in sidewalk cracks as part of an ongoing effort to raise awareness for human trafficking. So that was a really great event to be a part of. A lot of the people who'd been at the Half Shooter Regulars event before the game came out after the game um, and filled in a lot of the sidewalk cracks around Nats Park with red sand, which looked really cool. Yeah, so if you see that, now you know why. So yeah, that was, we got to do that and we, Got to kind of interact with some people. And honestly, though, it was just great to actually, like, all of us being in the same place since it happens so rarely. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I let go of Sid for, like, a solid 10 minutes <laughs> when she was trying to leave at the end. I'm like, no, 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 you're attached to me now. No, it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> so baseball-related cuddling is always nice. Yes, I agree. That is that is our brand. That's also our slogan. Baseball yeah, baseball related cuddling and animal charts. Well, our actual our actual little Twitter slogan is um we believe in the designated hugger, not the designated hitter. That's the shirt I was gonna make. I, I think we could actually sell a DH greater than symbol DH shirt. As long as I know we definitely talked about it. Yeah. Before. Yeah, um, I also feel like Heart Hustle Hit by Pitch would absolutely sell. Yes. Uh, All right, well, we'll look into this stuff. Yeah. We'll look into this stuff. This, yeah. We've got to do like something. Like an off-season conversation. Yes. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we got a lot that we're going to need to do in the off-season to, like, maintain interest. So it's okay, the off-season is things. long and cold, and I'm always looking for baseball-related things. And so. hopefully we'll be very far away. Um, tfu, tfu, tfu. Yeah. Um, the devil in the eye <laughs> on the baseball side of things from this weekend i was at all three games this weekend and we won two of them so i finished the season with a winning record for the games that i was at which was awesome <laughs> that didn't used to be true much yeah, but i mean for well, anybody so they this didn't, year yeah <laughs> including the players <laughs> right um but sunday max's 20th win have i told you guys how i'm now taking responsibility partially for the wins that he gets that i'm at well sure. you, you've mentioned it a little bit but tell please tell everyone so when grace and i were at what would later become max's no hitter in new york last year i am mostly a vegetarian i used to be a lot stricter before i spent a month in china a couple years ago and everything kind of went to hell in a very delicious way but so since then i am i'm more nominally a vegetarian in that i eat meat rarely and not routinely um but i hadn't had a hot dog in like seven years and grace and i were at city field and they had the all beef hebrew national hot dogs and i thought to myself that actually sounds kind of good right now so I had my first hot dog in about seven years, and then Max threw a no-hitter. So now, every one of his starts that I'm at in person, I have to get one of the Hebrew National all-beef hot dogs, which they very obligingly also have at Nats Park. Um, so I've been to three Max starts in person since that. I have had a hot dog at all of them, and he has won all of them. Not just the team one. He specifically has gotten the W. Yes, he has gotten the W every time I've been there and eaten a hot dog. 
what are you going to do in the eventuality you are at a park that does not offer Hebrew National All Beef Hot Dogs? By the way, we're not oh. sponsored by Hebrew National All Beef Hot Dogs. One, that will <laughs> never happen. It better not. I don't want to know what's in like Fenway Franks. Please don't make me eat that. Well, you wouldn't know by eating it. Look, you never know what's in a hot dog just from eating it. Allow That's me to explain my fantasy of one day getting to eat a Hebrew national hot dog with Kevin Kiermeyer. And I mean that <laughs> in a not suggestive way. Do you? Do yes. you? Because if I were with Kevin Kiermeyer, I don't That's think not... the hot dog from the concession stand would be the one I wanted to eat. <laughs> don't eat Kevin you Kiermeyer. You literally just tell us to keep you PG. Oh my yeah, god. And you didn't help me with that. So come on, guys, step it up. You said it you is, were gonna help it restrain is good me. That it's between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, because you need to atone. <laughs> like you and and Moses and Kevin Kiermeyer need to get together and be like, sorry about that. Uh I don't know what Moses is doing in there. <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyer and I have better things to do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go to synagogue. Uh, you're coming with me. You got some atoning to do yourself. I was just having talking about having an innocent lunch with Kevin Kiermeyer. Y'all made y'all took it to a weird place. All right, all right. No, 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 no. You insinuated I things. I live free from sin. I have nothing to atone for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sounded mean. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, (laughs) hot dogs. I, 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 honestly, I don't actually know what I would do if I were in a ballpark that didn't have all beef hot dogs. Um, I, I look it up beforehand a lot of times if I'm going to be in a ballpark and I don't know what food they're going to have because I am mostly a vegetarian and kind of a picky eater. So I would probably figure it out. And, I don't know, we brought apples and honey into Nats Park on Sunday. Maybe I could bring my own hot dog. You guys. Apples and honey, they don't, they don't sell. Hot dogs, they might get you just because they're like, we sell these. You're not allowed. I could just wrap it up like a sandwich. Who would know? Fair enough. It depends on how dutiful the bag checkers are going to be. That's true. I could probably stick it down my shirt or something. Oh. Ah, don't eat, don't I, eat that. That's dedication, I guess. Okay. So, speaking of hot dogs, because I want to transition. Yeah. We need to have our we need to have our like moment of science. Okay, start the science anger timer. Okay, hang on one second. I, I yes, I did. Okay. We're having only five minutes of science anger on this particular episode. Okay. So, I, I want everyone to envision my anger at this to look something akin to the anger that Oliver Perez had when he was told he had to change his shirt. Hashtag angry stripping. Hashtag angry stripping. Except instead of angry stripping, this is going to be like angry yelling. There was an article in Deadspin about another article, and I put that in loose terms, uh, that got published by some researchers, question mark, neither of whom is an MD, and as as Laura was saying before the show, one of whom is the, uh, what is it, the CEO the CEO of a weight loss company that has like an app that's supposed to help you lose weight. And the article is basically baseball players now are fat because their BMIs are high um, and therefore they all should lose weight because they're a bad example to children. 
Oh, what? whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't tell me that was in Oh, there. yeah. There's yeah. some oh, concern yeah. trolling. Uh, oh, my and, God. And keep in mind, like, BMI is a terrible measure of, uh, it's like a terrible proxy measure for health. Like, and Mike Trout's been... BMI says that he's overweight. There so it's a very, bad measure. There are very limited applications of BMI, but the one in which it has been the most widely discredited has been in athletes. Yeah. Completely it, discredited in athletes. I mean, let's just let's just pull out the swear jar right now. It's just straight up bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's absolute BS. It's one of those things where it's just they should feel bad if let's concern control them right back. I feel you are setting a bad example for children in understanding what reliable science looks like. Oh, Boom. the science was so bad. And I spent like half an hour trying to get the full text of this paper because I wanted to believe they weren't so stupid as to base all of their conclusions on BMI and BMI alone. First of all, you can't get the full paper anywhere. Not even if you have like a page. I tried logging in with both of the institutions that I'm affiliated with. Yeah, and they would have a login to any reputable journal. So it can't be a reputable journal. No. Or either the university well, I went to or the hospital I'm affiliated with would have been able to get me access. Yeah. So I mean, there's they- that. There's also the fact that, yes, they only use BMIs. Athletes don't self-report their heights or weights correctly. This is also <laughs> true. Like, everyone's height went up, and weight is very – like, they also inflate their weights like their, weights also, their weights also change over the course of the season. Yeah. Like, Bryce Harper's bubble butt deflates a little bit towards the end of the year. Not a, not a little. Like, his whole body just, like... Yeah. Um, but, like... Especially they, the butt. Yes. <laughs> but they all inflate their weights because that's a sign of health if you're a professional athlete. Like, yeah. look, Trey Turner mm-hmm. and I can all believe the polite fiction that Trey Turner weighs 185 pounds, but only if he's holding Michael Taylor. Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. He's as tall, he probably is as tall as he reports, unlike, say, certain Danny Espinosa's. But, like, they all fudge their numbers. This is a yeah. standard thing. Yeah. There's a hilarious picture of all of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the hockey team, who report self-report to be six feet tall standing next to each other. <laughs> They're all different heights. Oh, my God. Like, I, I was, Barack Obama made a Sidney Crosby is short joke to Sidney Crosby. I, I mean, like, I was literally at the game on Sunday tweeting or texting you guys pictures of d gordon thinking like oh i can bench press him despite the fact that friend of the podcast liz told me he is reporting at that he is 170 okay yeah sure. if he's a buck 70 i will eat my hat i yeah. will eat his hat and no, then i will proceed to, to bench press seven. him oh god it's yeah so they all inflate their weight unless they deflate it because on the other end they don't want to be seen as having like being overweight or, or whatever, even though baseball is like a forgiving sport in terms of yeah. I think anyway, the van- I think the vanity inflate is the height. Yeah, not, not the weight inflate. Well, I think it's both. Um, but I think it's like height that above a certain level, they're not lying. Yeah, like below- Doug Pister is not inflating his his height. <laughs> Can you imagine if he was? <laughs> Yeah, like like that would just be too outlandish of a claim. And I think for weight, like within certain parameters, they're probably not. And with big hitters, like I don't think that David Ortiz is probably not self-reporting his weight correctly. 
Because, like, why? Because, like, what's the point? What's the point? Um, Bryce Harper probably does self-report his weight more or less correctly for Uh the beginning of the season. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Science anger time is over. Final, final science anger comment. Final science anger comment. One comment. Each go. Okay. Okay. So your data is inaccurate. Your methods suck. Your conclusions are completely invalid and you should feel bad. My comment, delete your account. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're done. You're out of this. Like, get out of the science pool. You're done, kids. Um, all right. Sci- it's adult swim. It's, it's adult swim. It's time. adult swim. It's people, you know what? It's people with, I, I'm not going to beat the drum on you have to have an MD to talk about certain things because I think that that's a, a false division in a lot of cases and it's used to exclude a lot of people yeah, in part of conversations. But at the same time, you should be a doctor if you are talking about an entire class of people's weight in a derogatory fashion because a doctor wouldn't do that but okay huh. well no doctors would would do that but unfortunately yes i think your point is yeah have the fucking stats to back it up and they're yeah. sorry i go with the swear jar again huh? yeah. have the stats to back up what you're saying yeah or or delete your account which is or basically your what's gonna happen uh, and feel bad yeah your bat your method <laughs> your stats are bad and you should feel bad like especially with baseball the sport built on statistics like the people who know statistical modeling are in this sport what was it you guys i was saying to um that baseball is a sport for people who like to do math homework for fun yes <laughs> is that you guys that i was saying that to no but you are correct because i definitely I, sydney i i am <laughs> looking up pitcher versus batter stat sheets right now well, that I, I, we're doing that for a very specific reason, yeah. at least I would assume, yes. because we do want to spend the rest of our playoffs brief podcast talking about the playoffs. We are going to be doing shorter, hopefully more frequent, through the postseason full podcasts. Full. Well, no, I mean, regardless of what happens. I'm just I'm just throwing the word postseason okay, at this that's point. that's fine. Well, <laughs> obviously, this is the shirt like, that we need. Like, you have. don't think tomorrow's going to come? <laughs> like, you but, never know. This this is also the t-shirt. Okay. Lead off with your stat, Laura, please. So, courtesy of Jorge Castillo on Twitter today, would anyone like to guess who the national with the highest career batting average against Clayton Kershaw might be? No, because I have the, the thing open. Oh, okay. Then I'll guess because I don't have the thing open. You two are the researchers. I'm the, like, say whatever comes into my head. I'm going to guess that it's Danny Espinoza because that seems unlikely. It would be nice. It's actually someone even more unlikely. Blake Trinan. Wait, I don't have that open because he is not listed as a hitter. <laughs> what? Blake Trinan. Wait, okay, what do you have? Well, how many at-bats did he have? Two. And ha- and he hit once? Yes, he is <laughs> one for two against okay. Clayton Kershaw. Blake Trinan right. is batting 500 against Clayton Kershaw. All right, Sid, what do you have? Um, No, among actual batters and not Blake Trinan. <laughs> um, so people who are above 300 against Kershaw would include Daniel Murphy, um, Anthony Rendon, who's at 313. Uh, nice. in, and I would say like Very all nice. of these are, all of those are, are um, more than 10 at-bats. So, okay. Um, Jason Worth, who's 353 in 17 at-bats. So that's pretty good. Damn. Um, okay. And Sorry. then... Lastly, Michael A. Taylor in nine at bats is hitting three thirty. He was he was going to be my second yeah. guess. No, and in fact, we should be concerned. Bryce 
against Clayton Kershaw is bad. Oh, really? Real we bad. know uh is is bad um Loby, unsurprisingly is is also pretty bad but he's not starting the game is he is it going to be Loby or is it going to be severino i think severino is starting the game okay. against kershaw in part because of Loby's stats yeah um severino's obviously never hit against him um ramos was not hitting super yeah. well uh he was hitting 167 in 12 at bats um but yeah i mean tony tony's hitting hit pretty good off him oh uh, Clint Robinson is one for three as well. Okay. Okay. Almost almost as good as Blake Trinan. Yeah, he's he's we hopefully he doesn't ever get a shirt that says almost as good as Blake Trinan. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean everyone else's stats are pretty much what you would expect. Um a lot of folks haven't haven't faced him. Um so we gotta see what, what baby Trey does with him. We gotta see what Severino does with him. So uh, for some reason, I'm just looking at the is is Spencer Kaboom on our postseason roster? I didn't think so. I, I'm not sure. I I thought it was going to be um, Solano as the third catcher. Actually, uh, no, because Solano would have been up by now, wouldn't he? Um, like, I think he was up on on and was not in, but Kaboom was in the game on Sunday, like letting Max or letting somebody warm up, or while Severino got his gear on. So um, the so, onion? I feel like he would have been up by now. Sorry. Solano was there for the workout yesterday, and people were saying on Twitter, and I don't know what's official and what's not, frankly, but some of the reporters were saying on Twitter that just because he's got more experience than Kaboom, um, and I guess whatever the rule is about being in the organization or on – is it in the organization or on the 40-man? 40-man. You have to by be on September the 1st. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is. He must have satisfied it or nobody would be talking about it as if he were on the roster. Wait, I'm sorry. You're going to have to give me a second here to kind of like parse this because I remember when a week ago when Ramos went down and we all cried and they brought, they brought Kaboom up. There were, there was discussion of how every single person on the Nats 40 man roster had now been up, which would make me think Solano hadn't been or wasn't on the 40 man. Full primer on playoff roster eligibility. Yeah. ESPN. <laughs> Let's see. Major League roster players. To be eligible to play for a major league club in a wildcard game, division series, league champion series, or the World Series, a player must A, have been on a major league active disabled bereavement family medical emergency paternity suspended or military list of such major league club as of midnight Eastern time on August 31st, or on such date be under control but on optional assignment or on assignment from another major league organization and not yet reported. Well, that's clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, There's I think also if... part B, number two. Replacements for injured players also comes up. So See, that might be Ramos where being injured. Yeah. That might be Ramos... where looking at it. Yeah. Mm, injured major league players eligible under rule 40A1, if you know what that is. Club may name a player in its baseball. organization. A club may name a player in its organization to a roster for such series in order to replace an injured major league player. I'm doing some poking around. I think it's Kaboom. Do you? Okay. Really? Yeah. Because I would have, I would have said that if we're bringing a third catcher with us, that it would have, I, I, I would think it would be more likely to have been Solano if people saw him. Now the question, of course, did like, did they actually? But hey, maybe we're bringing four. That would be really weird and probably not a great idea. I was going to say, no, Solano's not, not even on the 40-man. 
So that's 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 what I was confused by. Like, I knew he wasn't. Been... I knew he wasn't on the forty man, but I thought between the in the organization and the injured thing, yeah, uh, that yeah. he was eligible for the postseason roster. Um, no, they. It looks like like so, but I'm so. First of all, if you Google Nationals postseason roster, <laughs> don't get a list. No. So he doesn't do things logically. Um, so, so there's that. So I'm looking at MLB game day, looking at the preview. They have the list. Um, they obviously only have uh, non-pitchers against Kershaw. Um, so that's the original list. And then I went and checked baseball reference on the 25 man, um, currently in Kaboom's listed and Solano's not even not listed there or the 40 man. So yeah, Kaboom is getting his, his taste of a postseason. It's not pronounced Kaboom, but I don't care. Yeah. Dusty pronounces it kaboom, which I am taking as permission to continue to mispronounce it as kaboom. It is kiboom for those paying attention at home. Who both cares? Spencer and uh, Carter. Carter. Look, we can have no. one no. player whose name is not pronounced how it's spelled, and that is our Lord and Savior Tanner Roark. Like, <laughs> it is. Sorry, Spencer Kaboom. One, it's cooler if you say Kaboom. Absolutely. Two, Tanner Roark took up all my patience with its Rourke. So that was that was like a solid month. That was a solid month when he came up. Of how do we pronounce his name? How do how what Rourke Roark Roark? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it is pronounced dominance. Just call him Tanner, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. He and my father have the same birthday. Nice. That's there a fact go. I learned yesterday because it was their birthdays. Um, oh, not cool. to aggressively disagree with you, Sid, as we're talking about your father. Yeah. But basically, all of the NAS reporters on Twitter are talking about how Solano is eligible. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, it's I just guess... currently on things that are lis- listing stuff. Uh, don't have him, but I would like to see. This is a uh, yeah. So we're gonna have to just come back to this, and also, you know what? I will be there. We are recording this on the eve of the first game of the NLDS for the Nats versus the Dodgers. I will be there tomorrow, and I will be able to tell you, presumably. Oh, yeah. We need to vote, by the way, again, for the Jews out there. Is this era of playoffs? Oh, it's era of playoffs. Or is it Cole NLDS? <laughs> That's really funny if you're if you're one of the two of us and not Kay, I think. So um, listen, listen, listen. So, I need to defend myself because you have explained things I already knew. This one I don't actually get. Era this is like the like, only thing you've ever mentioned that I didn't get. So the you know night how, before. Yeah, you know how Jewish holidays start at sundown the day before? Yes. So in general, when you're talking about that part of a holiday, you call it Erev Day of Holiday here. Meaning I that- thought you said era. Erev. Oh, no, sorry. As like E-R-E-V, <laughs> Erev. But okay. when you're talking about Yom Kippur, that's the one that has a special name because Yom Kippur is special. And so instead of saying Erev Yom Kippur, that one's actually called Kol Nidre. Well, that's because it's the name of the service. Right. But like Yom Kippur thinks it's special. Um, um, well, and Kol does just mean all. Your Hebrew is better than mine. I got nothing. I thought Cole NLDS sounded pretty good. Oh no! Uh, never mind. I lied. It is, does not mean does not mean all. Uh, maybe it does. All right. If my parents are listening to this, I'm sorry. You. S- oh no! It does. It does actually mean all. It's just in Aramaic, not in Hebrew. That's why. <laughs> I'm just gonna take this moment to apologize very deeply to Sandy Kofax. Um. Yeah. 
So we all we all want to take that moment. So sorry, Sandy Kovax. We love you. You were oddly attractive when you were young. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. So you know everybody wins. Yeah. So I think because wrapping it up for us is going to take a little bit. So I'm going to start the wrapping up now. Let's um, go predictions, and we can go predictions from heart and gut and hustle and hit by pitch, or we can go predictions from like brain and logic. Which may match, I don't know, but I think we should start looking at Blue Jays, Rangers, uh, yeah, Blue Jays, Rangers, Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox, Indians, and then in the NL, we're looking at, obviously, Nats, Dodgers, and then finally Cubs, Giants, what are, what are we seeing? What do we think? Cubs over Giants. I'm calling it. Oh, Even God. your bullshit is over. Yeah. Sorry. If, if only for that reason that I'm sick of, oh, it's a year that's divisible by two. We're going to win the World Series. <laughs> okay. To be right, fair, so, I, I, have, I have a soft spot for the Giants. I do. I still yeah. think Cubs over Giants. All, all right. To make a crack about Madison Bumgarner wrestling Jake Dorietta. <laughs> yes. Which we all want to see. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Say what you are going to say about Denard Span. This I was just going to say, I got really angry about Denard Spann last night. So, like, that's my soft spot on the Giants. Like, he was safe. He I'm was sorry. safe. I will fight safe. you, New York. <laughs> and by New York, I mean both the Mets and the broadcast booth in New York that called him out. Well, you don't got to fight the Mets anymore because their season yeah. is over. Which, honestly, kind of a mixed blessing. On the one hand, I think the Giants might tire the Cubs out a little bit more. Yeah. On the other hand, I want the even your nonsense to be over. Yeah. And on the third hand, I feel a little bad for how broken the Mets are. Well, see, this is why I'm saying this is like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because the Mets are have 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 literally like someone took a a branch off the bad luck tree and just started whacking them with it and And they aimed they are synagogue's elbow they are in pain and they were gonna push for a title that they were highly unlikely to get because they have been hit by the injury stick like maybe it's better for all of them if they just they all go home and take a bath and eat some food and play some golf and then like come back next year and aren't fa- like their bodies aren't falling to pieces. Yeah. I mean, their pitching staff at this point is Bartolo Colon and the yeah. walking wounded. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad. I mean, I, I feel genuinely bad for DeGrom, Matt Harvey, Syndergaard, like the other one. <laughs> Matt, just to make Matt. it just to make it clear. Yeah. I yeah. feel very bad for the players. Yeah, I don't feel bad for the. Audience. I have. I'm. I'm done with. I'm done with the fans. Okay. I have no sympathy for the fans. We're done. Sorry. Yeah, they're like Cubs fans, except they won the World Series in the '80s. So shut it. <laughs> like, I know fewer Cubs. Fans. Also, I have. Yeah. I have actually yet to meet an obnoxious Cubs fan. I'm sure it's only a matter of I time. I was in Chicago last week. Oh. <laughs> no, they were actually Uh-oh. online. <laughs> Some friend of my mom's who's a huge, huge Cubs fan is, like, growing a playoff beard, and it's the whole thing, and it's a little scary. No, I think Cubs fans at this point, you're like, you know what? You've suffered. You've you've gone yeah. through, adver- like, true baseball adversity. Versus you're Mets allowed fans to be a little, like, like, 
yeah, your World Series drought can legally drink, but like it can barely legally rent a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, meanwhile, we've got the World Series drought that has never happened. Yeah, yeah. Like us no. and the St. Blue- Louis Blues go out for drinks and talk about, or, or actually on the Washington Capitals, go out for drinks and talk about how we never won nothing. So yeah, let's keep it home. Let's keep it home. Yeah, us and the Nats cap- and Caps go out for drinks, which they did. Are the apparently. are the Blues also hockey? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I was just I was picking on folks who haven't won the Stanley Cup and have, um, in their case, have made the playoffs a whole whole lot and won nothing. That's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're fine. Like <laughs> I, I I have Zach Duke level feelings about the St. Louis Blues. I don't really care. You have a lot of feelings about Zach Duke. You're the only one here who hey, doesn't. Think congratulations! So. Somehow, in an episode that should not have involved Zach Duke. We got in for obligatory Zach Duke reference. That was all you, Sydney. You have problems. Well, he's Zach in Duke. St. Louis now. That's why I thought about it. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, it's me and Zach right, Duke's right, mom. All right, guys. The buzzer's not working on my phone. So we're going to have – I'm going to, like, make the buzzer noise in a second. Okay. So we, we are all picking Wait, Cubs now. over Giants. Cubs over Giants. And then obviously Nats over Dodgers, because if I said anything other than that, like, just throw me out the window. Has anybody been Um, in Phil's coffee in the last couple of days, speaking of Nats versus Dodgers? Never made it. Okay, first of all, go to Phil's coffee. Second of all, (laughs) um, you will see Sammy Solis there. Third of all, (laughs) because it's a West Coast chain, somebody, maybe the manager or something, is a really big Dodgers fan. And so Uh in addition to all the Nats bobbleheads on the shelves behind the counter, there's a bunch of Dodgers bobbleheads. And Grace texted me a picture yesterday. They put little paper bags over all the Dodgers bobbleheads. (laughs) Well, that was a very smart move. So go to Phil's Coffee and say hi to Sammy Solis and Clayton Kershaw with the bag over his head. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Uh, okay, so yeah, obviously Nats over Dodgers, Cubs over Giants. In the American League, I promised a friend I would root for Indians over Red Sox. So uh, she's a well, nice person. I don't really like either of I, them, but one of them is not overtly racist in their mascot, and so well, I hear okay. that. But the other I, considered hiring Jonathan Papelbon. So yeah. also I, again, I mean, the Red Sox. I say this with you know, like, historical love of them, they were the last team to integrate. Like, so let's not give them their non-racist kudos. Yeah. I actually did not know that about them. That is good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm only doing this because a friend asked me to, and I said we can trade feelings, and she's rooting for the Nats, and I said You'll I would be... I, I know one <laughs> player who plays for Cleveland, so... Yeah. Go, Jason Kipnis and the Strangers. So yeah. that uh, is one more player than I could have come up with on them. Corey Kluber. Oh yeah. Who? Corey pitcher won the yeah. Cy Young. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. No, well, to be fair, I in that matchup, I am mostly rooting for David Ortiz. Okay, yes. That's, and that's also no fair. one else. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. and I did see. I saw Jackie Bradley Jr. in the minors yeah. at one yeah. point, and he okay. was really cute. See, so there's a there's a lot of people on the Red Sox also that I really like, like Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. So, also, I don't know anything about him other than his name, but that alone is enough. He's also really good at baseball. Like yeah. he has a great name, but he's also really good at baseball. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and the and three then, of them so, are hashtag miss, make baseball fun again. Like they yeah. are legit yeah. fun, fun to watch. The goofy dance offs in the outfield. I love the yeah. dance offs. Um, 
One of my yeah. roommates who teaches came home and said, Laura, is there something that the Red Sox are doing where they dance? Because my five-year-olds have started to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's cool. so cute. So, like, small children in the Boston public, Boston public schools are doing the outfielder dance in their music classes. Oh, this is important. This is important. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's – yeah. So, like, I I am nominally rooting for the Red Sox. I wanted to be rooting for the O's. They got knocked yeah. out. Um, they still haven't caught the guy who threw the full beer can at Kim. So I'm making gestures yeah. that nobody can see because no, 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 they would be swear jar gestures. We can feel we can feel that gesture. No, I I mean I was definitely rooting for the O's. And I and I like the Blue Jays in any other circumstance because they have Joey Bats and Tiny Good Bob and apparently a bunch of Canadians. Like two they, two Canadians. But they DFA Drew, so now I have to fight all of Canada. Yeah, but like <laughs> I wouldn't do that because their actual national sport involves punching in the face. Like I don't know if anybody could at least try to take on all of Canada. <laughs> okay. Actually, if you want to try boxing Justin Trudeau, don't because he killed, <laughs> he like he was really good at boxing in that charity boxing match. He took way too seriously. Cool. Like, yeah, it's a little intense. I was like, okay, okay, buddy. It's a charity boxing. Whoa, okay. But yeah, so I mean, how do I put this? I, I wish the O's had won. I think that they, the bullpen mismanagement doesn't even have to be something we talk about because everyone talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, it could be worse. So uh, in, in, in Blue Jays versus Rangers, are we rooting for ex-teammate Desi. Desi, or are we, but also Boo Cole Hamels, or are we rooting for the entire nation of Canada, and uh, or Boo DFA Drew? Like, what are we doing? I'm going to go, the Blue Jays win the World Cup, but Desi catches the snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I I have to say, like, as much as I like Roberto Ozuna and his tiny little flat brim hat, tiny good Bob, tiny good Bob. Uh, to explain for our listeners, I <laughs> called him a tiny good baby, and my photo phone auto corrected it to tiny good Bob because I spelled baby bb, uh, and it made sense because his name is Roberto. But Desi all the way, I just maybe Cole Hamels dies in a fire. I also like considering the mash unit that the Rangers have been for several years now. Yeah. Watching them not light themselves on fire is kind of satisfying. <laughs> so, so, are we going Nats Rangers World Series? <laughs> I, I'm trying to fill out the bracket. I'm filling out the bracket. No, 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 no. Good lord. I mean, we haven't even. No. All right. We will pick this back up then after the DS. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Pick this back I, I after, don't, after both DSs. Yeah. And re review our brackets. Okay, I'm, I'm much more comfortable far. with that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Did we want to talk about tomorrow's matchup particularly? Can I just take a moment with <laughs> tomorrow's matchup, please? Okay. You asked us to make us make you stay PG. I'm just I'm just I'm just going to take a moment to breathe very heavily over Kershaw versus Max. It should be a good game. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> it's a good game. I really, 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 really want it to be a good game. Uh, yeah. The, uh, well, MLB helpfully put up, you know, pitchers Numbers. pitching versus hitting matchups. And uh, the Nats against Kershaw we talked about. We didn't talk about LA against Scherzer. And I really don't want to overstate 
any of this because a lot of the Dodgers, like, they don't have numbers against Scherzer, right? So, like, Corey frickin' Seager yeah. doesn't have any numbers against Scherzer. I, I can call him that, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Jack Peterson is, you know, zero for three against Scherzer, whatevs. So, the one person who hits exceptionally well against Max Scherzer is Josh Reddick, who is hitting 455 in 11 at-bats. So, like, how do we take him out? I, you know, but, like, I looked up his numbers because I'm like, what the heck? Because, like, Josh Reddick is hitting, I want to say, like, 272 on the season, which is fine. But you know he'll be starting tomorrow. Max so Tr- how, how, how do yeah. we take him out? How do we um, take him out? But, like, he has some weird numbers against some really good pitchers. So, like, he's 455 in 11 at-bats against Scherzer, and he's 444 in 9 at-bats against Jake Arrieta. Yes. Small sample. I he's hit. He's seven at bats. I'm sorry. He's 4.29 and seven at bats against Zach Britton. But like Chad Qualls. Hey. Well, no, he's not good against Chad Qualls either. But like he's <laughs> he's better against Chad Qualls. I, he's better I, against Dan Heron, who, by the way, patron Twitter saint Dan Heron. Oh my yes. god. Like or Dan Heron's continue. better against him. Like you have some very yeah. middling pitchers who are okay. much better against him. So- what I'm getting from this is that he really likes to hit. I don't. I don't know. I'm not looking at these stats. He probably really likes to hit high velocity fastball. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. And you guys don't. throw slower or locationally. Yeah. He's like, oh god, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, but like, so, he also is hitting really poorly against Zach Greinke. And like, yeah. yeah, he can't hit off Francisco Liriano, which I think I can do that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not, like, trying to, like, say doom and gloom. I'm just confused. Because he can't hit off David Price. Uh, honestly, I'm still going probably likes to hit yeah. high-velocity fastball. And anybody who paints and anybody who maybe is a little slower, he gets all, like, rung up. But if you just try to beat him uh, with heat, he's probably going to – I mean, from what the numbers you're giving me. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Like, maybe – I mean, we're going to cross our fingers that whatever the conclusion is here that we may or may not be getting, someone like Max or possibly Maddox is breaking down and they have figured this out. Because there's got to be something going on there, whether it's, you know, random streakiness or whether it is a velocity thing. Because we're not talking huge sample sizes. We're not talking tiny. So we're not talking huge. Um, Yeah, no. We're talking like middling. Middling sample size for all of these. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, he's hitting much worse off of Felix Hernandez, unsurprisingly, because he has 55 at-bats against him. Like, yeah. and and he played for the A's, so that would make sense. Uh, yeah. Josh Roddick did. Um, and so it's just, it was just one of those things where I'm reading this sheet and I'm going, hmm, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things is hitting really <laughs> well off Max Scherzer. For, and, and, yeah, maybe it is just fastball, though. I mean... Oh, but maybe these guys are locational too. Like, what makes a good pitcher is they're both. (laughs) But maybe it's a fastball combined with, I only see you sometimes. Yeah, maybe that's like it's it's like it's like that intersection of, I'm good at hitting this particular type of pitch, and you don't know me, and I don't know you, so all the tricks don't work. Yeah, I could buy that. Like the the pitcher doesn't see the holes in his swing. Um, yeah, you know, and he he 
is just able to hit better, uh, you know, because of lower sample size. I could buy all of that. It's still weird. But, I mean, there's obviously some significant splits there. And who has way more data than us and way more time to spend on this and, like, way more investment in this than us has probably got it. So let's hope tomorrow we got it. Or today, because the the goal is to obviously have this up. Okay, fair enough. I I just wanted to to mention that as a preview for tomorrow's game. No, I think it's it's interesting, and I think it's a good discussion, and hopefully we'll see uh, that play out, and in the Nats' favor, not good. Wait, wait a second. Uh, So, quick addendum. I'm looking at these numbers, and... So the ones that MLB are, are reporting and the ones that I have off RotoWire are only 11 ABs, and then but he has actually 17 career ABs against Scherzer. Um, it looks like, at least from Baseball Reference, they've separated out uh, the 11 ABs are his regular season where he's five for 11 against Scherzer, um, but postseason he is zero for 17 or zero for six so he's five for 17 or five for 11 depending on whether you're counting yeah. the postseason or not which okay. that's really weird why i am really annoyed that they because i'm looking at a lot of yeah. the same stuff too and it is very very unclear so speaking of people who should be sorry yes espn <laughs> fix your stats yeah Every, and, it kind and, of sounds like everybody needs to fix their stats yeah like and, and it's one of those things where if you weren't doing it as a postseason prediction, it would make more sense to go with just regular season stats. But like the last time they faced each other was 2014 when Reddick was an A and Max was a Tiger. So eh? yeah, I mean if like you're, if you're using it as a postseason predictor, you should only be using postseason stats because as we all know, the postseason is a strange animal that yeah. doesn't have a chart. And <laughs> or at the very well, least use it holistically yeah. and look at both regular and postseason. Yeah. But like it's kind of important that if you're hitting 455 off a dude in the regular season and zero off a dude in the post, you don't just report that first number. Make and a note. zero with zero with a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, he's struck out swinging. So he has a lot of strikeouts against Max, um, and almost all of those are strikeout swinging. So nice. that's that's really, so, I think, something interesting, especially considering he looks like a Nats killer in the regular. Yeah. Or at yeah. least a Max killer, because he wasn't, yeah. it wasn't against the Nationals. But, like, he only has one strikeout looking against Max. This makes me feel so much better, though, about so, all so, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think we've talked about this, and I ran the numbers. Like, Curtis Granderson absolutely hits above average against the Nats. No doubt, like I looked at all the numbers, and we can I talk about it later. It. Like he, he, and but he also has the sample size to like actually stay that as something. Josh Reddick hits better in a very limited number of at bats against Max Scherzer than he does on average, but not in the postseason. And also, they were both in the American League. The stat sheet that MLB and that RotoWire have or at least that I think is based on RotoWire have up is not indicative of what's actually going on. So, meh. Oh, um, no. it, we're, we're still going to have to see. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a little like reporting only Kershaw's ERA in the, in the playoffs, which, which is not 
good, is it? No, it's not. But so, at the same time, right. we're gonna we're gonna hit peak 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 Kershaw tomorrow, I assume. Like we yeah. gotta go into that with that mentality. So Absolutely, absolutely. And the baseball as a sport for all that we love doing our math and work at home for fun. Baseball is a, a sport that is inherently unpredictable. Um, and that's so why they we're always, just going to have to see how this goes. That's what they always say about the playoffs too, right? Like the stats are what gets you there. Yes. But then in the playoffs, nothing is a big enough sample size for the stats to really predict anything. Yeah, exactly. no, 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 no. We're, we're, yeah, it's, it's be, it's not predictable at all. Um, or if it is, it's, you have to have, you know, how do I put this teams that are consistently end up in the playoffs um, and that play against each other consistently. And, you know, if there's a massive hurricane, which there is, or, you know, the moon is in the wrong phase or I don't know, um, cat Lados uh, is secretly baseball Moses and blesses us all. Like <laughs> we have to, we have to sort of decide on or account for those possibilities too. Yeah. Let's close it out. Let's close it out. Um, we don't want to jinx ourselves or unjinx ourselves or twit 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 ourselves <laughs> into a weird corner. And Can I just give I, the I final mean, go? Sorry, the final queer fancy stats number for September slash the first weekend of October um, was thirty-five dollars and sixty-five cents in special recognition of Daniel Murphy to the DC Center, which is a really really great sort of multidisciplinary, multi-tiered resource in DC for LGBTQ plus folks of all kinds. They offer some really incredible services. Um, and if you are interested in matching that donation, it was again, $35 and 65 cents to the DC center. So catch us on Twitter, rest in pitch face with no G catch us on Tumblr, resting pitch face podcast. Um, email us directly at our Gmail resting pitch face or catch us on iTunes for all of your downloaded podcast needs. I don't know that there's much more to say going into the playoffs, going into the NLDS versus the Dodgers. Uh, Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confused that is at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the A. Besides, there's no 